Rabotai, welcome everyone to another Shi'ur, the Derech Torah Center, and welcome all Torah Anytime viewers. Rabotai, there is so, so many different Inyanim topics this week that it's truly, truly amazing to go through each one, each one and understanding the parasha is just really, really amazing. Tonight, I'll try, Billy Nedeb, to touch on three topics of it. Amazing three topics. Hopefully, with Hashem's help, Lamun Ishmat, Wodechai Ben Roza Bezad Hashem. The Wotai, firstly, is I'll go through the middle parasha, then the beginning, then the end. Okay? Everybody's ready? Everybody's ready? Huh? Okay. Firstly, Abraham goes into a place, travels into a place called Gerar. As he's traveling in a place called Gerar, what's the first thing that happens? First thing that happens is how? What happened, David? Oh, very good. Automatically, Sarah gets, what was that word? That's actually good vocabulary right there. Huh? Abducted? Okay. So you see what happens? She comes in and uh, who are you? And the plan was if they ask who Sarah is, what do you say? My sister. Uh, my sister. I'm uh, Abraham is my brother. I'm a sister. Oh, so you're not married. Very good. Where does she end up going? Straight to Avimelech. Avimelech, over here you're in Gerar. It's not Paro, it's not Egypt. Paro is Egypt. Now we're in Gerar. It's a different city and that was Avimelech. And now Avimelech, he's about to do something with Sarah. All of a sudden, what happens? She says, I'm married. And Malach comes. Even Hashem comes. There was a plague in, 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 the, in the whole, uh, what's it called? In uh, Avimelech's town, in his palace. All, everybody was constipated, they couldn't give birth, it was a whole thing. Even the animals, it says, Midrash says, the animals couldn't give birth. And it was a wild thing. And all of a sudden, Avimelech starts waking up, oh, what's going on over here, what's going on? And Hashem comes to Avimelech in a dream. And he tells him, you deserve the death penalty, how could you take a married uh, a woman? Even the, 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 the Shiva Mitzvot B'nei Noach demand that. You know that? Right. Seven Mitzvot B'nei Noach, they're not allowed. Eshadish, married woman, out, what are you doing? Oh, he says, oh my goodness, Hashem, I didn't know, what am I supposed to do? All of a sudden, they go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Finally, he says, okay, give it back, let Abraham pray for you. And all of a sudden, he brings it back to Abraham. And what does he ask Abraham? He tells Abraham, Abraham, how could you do that? How could you do this to me? How come you didn't say that she is your wife? Why do you have to say that she's your sister and this and that? Just say she's your wife. Everybody hears what uh, Avimelech said over? What was the answer? What does Abraham answer back? Abraham answers back. I quote you the Lashon of the Torah. Torah says... I couldn't. Why? But you know Abraham, ki amarti rak en yirat Elohim b'makom hazeh. 
There's no Yirat Shamayim here, Baharaguni Adavarishti, and therefore if I say she's my wife, what is everybody going to do? They're going to kill him for the wife. I'm about to tell you right now something that Rav Ochonon Wasman Zatzal said in 1933 speech to the Banim. You ready? Everybody's ready? He said as follows. You could have a very ethic person. You could have a very polite human being. How you doing, sir? How's everything, sir? This, this, sir, sir, sir. Thank you, please, this, that. You could have the person, an angel, yeah. Good character. It's very nice. However, if there's no Yiracha Mayim, if there's no fear of God, it could go down so easy. Yes, Lomi. Turn there, I want to see your face. <laughs> Says, says, turn, turn. Says, he says, uh, if Yirat Shamayim, if a person doesn't, this is what Ochoa Wasman saying back then, and everybody knows the Germans, the, were they polite to Germans? You look studies, how they polite, they were so, but what happens at the end? They're cruel, they're gruesome. But I thought they're so polite, I thought that. What happened in 1940? The Holocaust. The Holocaust. If you look, oh, how polite they were, sir, mister, this, that, thank you. But look at the Holocaust, what happened? How many people got killed? Besides Jewish people, besides, they were on a rampage. That means they had no control. Because a person without Yerat Shamayim, without fear of heaven, he could be the most polite personality in the world. But at the end of the day, when things are going tough, when he has a passion, when he has a desire, oh, she's beautiful. He doesn't even think. He doesn't even think. Yeah? That's why it's so important to have Yirat Shemaim. It says, Yirat Hashem. The first wisdom that you have is what? Now we have to analyze what is Yirat Shamayim? What is this Yirat Shamayim where we have to have? Now let me very be very clear. There is different levels of it. What is it? Fear of God. Pashupshat is fear of God. And like it says, everything's have except Yirat Shamayim. Now let me start. If a person is going to be rich, poor, tall, skinny, ugly, cute, whatever it is, it's all destined, right? A guy was born, a guy was born. Is he good looking, not good looking? Okay, that's up to Hashem to decide what he wants to do. He did it the best. If he's uh, smart or stupid, that, that was already or rich or poor, it's already destined. But what's not destined? Fear of Hashem. And you have to work on that. Without work, it's not going to just come. It's not going to just come, oh, wake up one morning, oh, I got zapped with Yirat Shamayim. Wow, look at that. Oh, I'm zapped with Yirat Shamayim. What does that mean? How can you be zapped? You have to work. Nothing good, like every hear that statement, nothing good comes easy. You got to work. You have to work on Yirat Shamayim. Now, I'd like to quote, I'd like to tell you just one quote 
from Mesechet Berachot. And it gives an example of a person being Yerat Shamayim. It's on Davav, and it says as follows. Listen to this. This is what I'm telling you. It says over there, Davav Amud Bet. Kol Haragil Lavo Lebet Knesset. Second line from the top of the page. Anybody who comes to the shul regularly, on a regular basis, he comes to shul. Velo Ba Yom Ehad. One day, he does not come to shul. HaKadosh Baruch Hu Mash'il Bo. Hashem says, where is this guy? You hear that? This is a Gemara. I'm, t- I'm telling you a Gemara over. Again, let me repeat myself. Outside. It says, Davavam Udbet on the top of the page. It says, if a person is constantly coming to shul. Every day, in and out, you know, he's coming. And one day he misses. Hashem asks about him. Where is he? Where's my boy? Yeah, where is he? Hey, he's all the guys, guys, uh, fire. where is he today? You, you hear it? It's an amazing Gemara. I'll read it to you again and I'll go f- further. Kol haragil ahad. One day he doesn't come. HaKadosh Baruch Hu Mashiach Hashem says, where is this guy? Shnei Eman. Now listen carefully what it says. It says, Mi bachem yeresh amayim what does it say? He says, where is this person that has Yirat Shamayim? He doesn't just ask, the Pasuk is saying. How do we know that Hashem asks about the person who missed the shul one day? He's a regular. The guy's a regular. He's a regular constantly coming to shul. So it says, the Pasuk, how do we know? It says, Where is that uh, Yirat Shamayim person? And Rashi explains, Shayara Gilavo Alav, that he used to come to shul all the time. So it's defining a little bit that we have a little clarity of what Yirashamayim is. A person that knows and, and feels God's around, and he's a regular to come to shul. But that's one level. That's a level. But there's more levels, Rabotai. There's more levels. I remember when I was in Yeshiva. I was sitting down with a guy. I was 20, 20, 21 years old. I was sitting with a guy, 24, and he sits me down and he tells me, What's your Shamayim? And, uh, you know, I was like fiery, 21 with uh, full energy, ready to go. And he tells me, Let me tell you what's your Shamayim. This is what he says over. Story time. You ready? says, there was a fellow that wanted to see and feel the fear of heaven, the Yerat of the Rambam. And this fellow prayed and davened and prayed and davened and even fasted some days. He ate at night and faces some days, he said, Hashem, please, I beg you, I beg you, in my lifetime, I want to feel the Yirat Shamayim of the Rambam, please, I beg you, I beg you. He had a dream that he is going to get that feeling of the Yirat Shamayim. And they warned him, are you sure do you want to feel it? He says, yes, I want to feel it in the, in the dream, yes, yes, yeah, okay. You're going to get it. He wakes up in the morning. He couldn't last more than I don't know how long. He said, Hashem, please take it away. So what happened? 
felt God, Hashem, right there, he couldn't make a, another move. He understood Hashem is right there. He was saying to himself, Bobby, let, let's focus, yeah? He was trying to say, he says, that what? That Hashem was right there. He couldn't make a move. If you know Hashem's looking and listening to every conversation that you have, I guarantee you, guaranteed, your conversation wouldn't be the same ever again. Imagine, what are you, what are you, what are you talking Tell me, what, what are you talking about with your friends that you won't be embarrassed that Hashem's listening to? What, what are you talking about? Hashem is standing right there and imagine even, even further. Where would you even look? Where would your eyes look? God's looking at you. He's right there, right in front of your face. You're scared. Oh my goodness. How would you put on your clothes in the morning? You know, you know there's halakhot about putting on the clothes in the morning, you know that? I had a roommate. My roommate in Mikdash. I had a roommate. Oh really, that's the right proper way. He would, when he would sleep, when he would wake up in the morning, he wants to put on his pants. You know what he would do? He would, he, he would make sure he was under the blanket. Really, this is, really, this is pashu things, by the way. This is pashu things. But that, yeah, pashu. He says, Hashem's looking at me. I'm going to go in my boxes like this, like that. I can't, I can't. I just can't. I don't feel like that. So he worries, uh, he worries, uh, level. it's levels, levels, levels. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that, I'm just bringing an idea out there. This was my roommate, Mikdash Melech, yes. I, could tell, I should tell you who it is. You all know who he is also. Should I tell you what it is? Yeah, I said, I'm already talking to you. Well, no, it's not a bad thing. It's a good thing as well. It's Yerat Shemayim. He did not want to walk. When he woke up in the morning, he said, how am I going to change? Hashem is looking at me. He took his blanket and he put in his pants underneath his blanket. That's how he got up. That's how he woke up in the morning. <coughs> yeah? Why? Because he understood God is looking at him. If God is looking at me, then oh, what's going on over here? How can I walk with my boxes around? Oh my goodness, Hashem is walking around. And then think about it more further. A high level, you're at Shamaim. How do you sit on your couch? You have a couch? Right? You have a couch? So if you're chilling out on the couch, if you knew the king of all kings, if Trump, this President Trump, walked into your house and you're on the couch, what would you do? What would you tell me? What would you do? You wouldn't be sitting on a couch chilling and have the blanket and this and your phone like this. What would you do? Oh man, Trump is here. Sit up straight. How you doing, Mr. Trump? This, 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 this. Huh? All of a sudden, what happened? I will tell you, you hear what I'm telling you tonight? Yirat Shamayim is awareness that God is with you every single second. Now, this is a different level, I told you. It's a high level. Yes, I understand. I'm with you. I understand. You wouldn't speak extra words that you're not supposed to speak. You know that? If you don't need it, why are you speaking it? Why does your words have to come out? If you don't need it, why, why, why are you saying those words? You know the story about the Havetz Haim? You know the story about the Havetz Haim? It was with another big, big Rebbe. And they were traveling on a train. And the train had a stopover. And at the stopover... The, the, everybody found out that Hafez Haim was on the train and this big, big Rebbe was on the train. And they all came to greet him. They all came just to see him. He wasn't getting off the train. They all came to see him. And all of a sudden, the Rebbe went out. He says, Ay, how you doing? I bless you all. And all of a sudden, he comes out. They, said, they all said, we want to see Hafez Haim. The Rebbe goes back. He says, Hafez Haim, they're all waiting for you. 
I'm not going. So what do you mean? Why am I going? He says, for me to go out there, it's too much honor. Honor will take away from Allah Abba. I'm not interested. My Ghanaian, I'm not interested. Abed Sahim is big level. Not just, uh, he wrote, the, you know, he wrote the Mishnah He was, you know, he was known as the small Tanah. You know what I'm saying? It's not a joke. Abed Sahim was, Abed Sahim was huge. Huge. And uh, they told him, please, we beg you. The Rebbe is saying, please. No, he didn't want to go out. Finally, he's convincing Chavetz Chaim to go out. He says, is it not worth it, even if you're going to lose some Gan Eden, to help out Klai Yisrael with the Beracha and this, this, this. And he kept on going. He says, stop right there. And he walked out to greet the people. So I always wondered, I was analyzing the story. Why do you say stop right there? So because he doesn't have to hear extra words. He understands 100% this is what it is. This is what I'm doing. You don't have to say any more, any more words. You got me, I'm going. That's it. Because he knows Hashem's with me right now. So what am, what am I doing? What, 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 am I, what am I feeling? That's it. If God's with me, that's what I'm doing. How would you eat if Hashem is looking at you? How would you eat? How would you eat? You know those big heroes, the big subs, you know what I'm saying? Right? They're huge. And now, you know, don't, 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 don't get me started with the shawarma lava. You know, the lava, the big lava. Ay, 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 the, the lava, you know? How would you eat? Hashem's looking at you. And then all of a sudden, all the hummus and the tahini is rolling down the guy's, uh, you know what I'm saying? His beard, his this, his that. Oh my goodness. God is looking at you. If you, if you knew that and you knew that 100%, you, 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 wouldn't, you wouldn't be going uh, fasting like that. You would eat. Don't get me wrong. But you would eat differently. You would eat with more dignity that God is looking at me. How could I eat my sandwich like a, oh, mom, 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 mom. And you know there's halachot about it. You know that? There's halachot about it. That you shouldn't have a big bite on a big sandwich. You know that? If it's very big, yeah. Allah I'm telling you. You can take it home with you. If it's very it's big, it's like very big. And to each his own, you know. Everybody knows what's big, you know. Some people have bigger mouths, so they want a bigger bite. I don't know. That's not the point. But everybody understands what I'm talking about over here. Because a person that has that Yerat and knows that God is watching you and seeing you, you won't do things that you usually do. You won't. Even ladies. Even ladies. All of a sudden, sometimes you see a lady in the street, sometimes I'm walking by, oh my goodness, she, oh, the rabbi's coming. All of a sudden she's like embarrassed. Oh, is he embarrassing me? What are you embarrassing me for? I understand. Hashem's watching you. Hashem's watching you. What does it have to do with me? What does that do with any rabbi? The rabbi is walking by. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Oh, oh my goodness. She, she crossed the street. This, that, that, that. What, what? She's not stealing? What do you mean? So Hashem is also watching you. I'm just bringing out a point to everyone tonight. Teaching us. Teaching us and learning together. Learning together of your achamai. You have to understand. You have to instill it in our brains. That God is looking at us. And really... This is the first halakha, open up Shulchan Aruch. This is the first halakha, I'm telling you, uh, base one, foundation stuff, by the way. This is foundation. What does it say? Shiviti Adonai Lenigdi Tamid. Have God in front of you at all times. At all times doesn't mean just that. You know what they said of Baruch Beh? You ever hear of Baruch Beh Leibowitz? You ever hear of Baruch Beh Leibowitz? You know who he was? He was Birkat Shemuel. Birkat Shemuel. Yeah. I remember one time we were one week, one full week on one piece of the Bikat One week from Sunday to Sunday. No joke. 
No joke. One week we're sitting there schwitzing it out, going back and forth, 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 figuring it out. He came to America a long, long time ago. He came to America. And when he came to America, when he came to America, he stayed by, you ever hear of Yosef Harmon? He, he wrote a book. I recommend it. Again, you see, the books that we recommend, the Spadim recommend, you should go, go, go for it. We have Bobby over here. We recommended a book. He said, it changed my life. The book changed his life. That's it. He looks at the whole world differently now. Bobby, what was that book, please? In Their Shadow. In Their Shadow. In their shadow. I, I said it out loud. We should, we should go for that book. In Their Shadow. It has the Briskarov. It has Rav Shach. And it has the Chazonish. His yard site was the other day. The best $28 he invested ever, huh? Right? That's what it is. Because the books that we say, take advantage of it. In any case, I'll get back to that book. In any case, all for the boss. There's a book with Yosef Herman. Also, it's a great book. I read it way a long time ago. All for the boss. Anyway, all for the boss. It says in that book that when Rav Baruch Be'er Leibowitz came to, 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 to stay in America, he stayed by him, by Rav Yosef Herman. And one time, I think it was his daughter, something like that, says, look how the rabbi sleeps. He looks like an angel. Why is he sleeping? You hear what I'm telling you? I don't know. Even the way a person sleeps, if you knew God is watching you, which He is, and His honor is all over the place, and God is seeing you, how are you going to sleep? You're not going to sleep. Uh, even His sleep was different. Again, I'm that. These are high levels. I'm not saying it's not high levels. I'm just giving out the knowledge so you apply it to your daily lives in any which way you want. But you can apply it while you're eating. Not, it doesn't only have to be with the sandwiches, by the way. It can be also with the cereal bowl and this, like the guy, and all the, all the milk is going like down, you know what I'm saying? It can be with the ice cream, with, with, the, with the cone, where, where he's eating, eating, he doesn't realize, but everything is uh, all over his face, you know? God's watching you. God's watching you. Even drinking. Even drinking. It says, not like I've been drinking. The guy has the, has the, the, the triple, uh, triple big gulp, whatever, like, like this, you know what I'm saying? And he's going, go, 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 go. You know what I'm talking about? The hot dog contest they have. You know what I'm talking about? I was walking one time. I forgot one I get. I don't know what he had. 264 hot dogs within I don't know how much times. And they eat it like this. They, don't even, they eat the whole hot dog like this. They eat with the, with the bun, by the way. They told me with the bun. They eat the whole thing. Oh, one shot like this. Like, boom, one, two, three, four, five. Each side. Side to side, boom. They sold the bread and the water. I don't know what they do. But at the end of the day, if you know God's watching you, would you do that? Boom, 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 boom. What is the guy? I don't understand what the guy is. The guy's a bam animal. Yeah, I won. At the end, he goes home with a trophy. You don't know how, how his, stomach is, uh, his stomach is killing him. Uh, I don't know how many years the guy will live. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, wanted a, he wanted a trophy, though. He wants the trophy. I don't know. And then I want to tell you something with trophies, by the way. I know from experience. I got a trophy. I remember going up. I played in a crazy tournament. I played my lights out. I, I, I sweated out. It was a basketball tournament. I played so hard. I was in like sixth grade, seventh grade. I came home with the bronze trophy. I was so happy, the happiest guy, this, this, this. I could, I could promise you. I put it on my thing. I never saw it again. I never saw it again. It's in the closet. But I was like, should we throw it out? Should we not throw it out? I was like, Ma, just don't throw it out. I just want, I want. What are you, I'm not, I'm not even using it. Who cares? Yeah, oh, but he wanted a trophy. 
You have to understand that, Abotai, you have to understand if God is looking at you and everything that you do, all of a sudden your mannerism is different. The way you dress will be different. How could I dress like a, like a, like a Schwarzer? How could I talk like a, like, a, like, a, like a guy off the street? Even the talk. I'll never forget it in my life. I remember I was 16 years old, 17 years old. I went to my friend's house. I saw somebody, very, uh, a prestigious man. Prestigious man. And I heard him cursing on the phone. I was like, what? I thought in my mind, I was like, how could this guy curse? I was shocked. Till today, every time I see him, I'm talking about 20 years, about, you know, a long time ago. I don't know how many years ago, right? But I remember every time I see him, I can never, ever look at him the same way ever again in my life. How could he curse? I always, I was growing up looking up to the guy. Now he curses? Curse? I heard the curse. Oh no, Rabbi, you heard it wrong. I didn't hear it wrong. I heard exactly what he said. I heard the curse. But if you know God is hearing you, how could you say a curse word? How? How could you get angry at your wife or somebody else? I don't know, maybe not where you are, but how could you get angry? How could you get it? How can you bug out? The guy starts bugging out. What are you talking about? He starts screaming. Oh, if God is watching you and he's in the room, how do you have the guts to get angry? How? Tell me. I, I want to understand how I can have the guts. That means you don't see God right there at that moment. Impossible. You saw God right there in front of your face. It's impossible that you'll get angry. It's impossible that you'll get angry. Impossible. The reason why it's possible because you don't see that. You're not your mind. Same thing with the, our lusts and pleasures. How can we go after our lust in front of our eyes? How can we go after our eyes or something like that if you knew that God is looking at you? How? It's impossible. It won't, won't be. But we have to get on a higher level. You're not your mind. Now, that was just one example. Different levels. But I'd like to learn something else from Abraham Avinu. With your permission, yeah? Abraham Avinu, if you look, Abotai, if you look in the beginning of the parasha, if you look, Samudrash brings it down, he looks upon and he says to Shem, Noah's son, how is it, how is it that you survived in the Teva, in the Ark? What, what did you do? What zikhut did you have? You know, you know what Shem answers him? Should I tell you what he answers him? He says, what? I didn't hear you. Answers Abraham. Shem tells Abraham. Abraham asks. Again, Abraham asks. Let's listen to Midrash. Midrash. Abraham asks Shem, how did you survive in the Teva, in the Ark, Noah's Ark? How did you survive? And he says, by doing charity. Tzedakah. He says, what's Tzedakah? There's no poor people there. He said, no, I fed the animals. All night we were feeding animals, feeding animals. So Abraham said, wow, if God loves kindness so much that He gave you the schut to stay alive because the charity ate the animals, imagine if I do kindness to human beings. And Abraham went out, Midrash says, he went out and he built a, a, he had a tent. Everybody who wanted could come and eat for free and everything like that. You know what's the startup of this Yerat Shemaim? Listen carefully what I'm telling you. Listen carefully. I'm telling you, Mislai Yesharim inside. The skies of Mislai Yesharim as well. Right, Bobby? You ready? If I were to tell you, I'm thirsty. If I were to tell you, I'm thirsty. Did I ask for water? Yes. I didn't ask for water. Bobby, 
I did not ask for again, 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 again. I said I'm thirsty. Did I ask for water? Did I ask for water? Yes or no? I didn't ask for. I didn't. I didn't ask for water. I said, I'm, I'm so thirsty. But what you realize, being the fact that you know what I want, thirsty. Being the fact that I'm thirsty, you know that a person who's thirsty, hey, take a cup of water. One of the ways to get to your Shamayim is when God tells us something a little bit that hints to something that He likes, we go forward more than what He even asked. You got that? Should I repeat that or we're good with that? Again, if God hints to us, if Hashem hints to us something, He didn't say, do it. But you know that that's what He likes. Even though He didn't ask for it, you do it anyhow, you're on you're the next level. You're going on to the next level. If I tell you Hashem loves, um, uh, loves a certain item, Hashem loves when you learn Torah. Now, let's say, for example, now you're in this uh, situation where it's very, very hard for you right this second to learn Torah. And you push yourself. You say, Hashem, right now, it could be, uh, let's say, guys, uh, it could be, uh, I'm fatul, I'm going to go anyway. Or let's say, you know, Hashem loves uh, uh, when, a, when a lady's tzini'ut, right? She goes a little bit beyond more than she has to. Wow! You, you, you hear what I'm trying to say? That if I tell you something that God loves, you go take it to the next level. You hear that? The example that I told you I'm thirsty and you also give me water, wow, that shows how much love that you have for me because I just said I'm thirsty. I didn't say give me water. But you know from the fact that this is what I like, that's what you can do more and more and more. If you know God likes kindness and you keep on doing wow, 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 whoa, you're doing more and beyond your capabilities. It's, it's a great thing. That means it's showing it's a step to get to Yerat Shammayim. And now, I'll say the last point. And that is the beautiful, beautiful, and last final test of Abraham Avinu. What was the last test of Abraham Avinu? Okay, that is hard. Now, I just asked one point, and we're going to conclude with this last point. It says in Bayakidat Yitzhak, Vayashkem Abraham Baboker, Vayachavosh et Hamuro. The day of the Akedat Yitzhak, it says, he woke up in the morning, he woke up early in the morning, and he set up his donkey. Now why does the Torah have to go out of its way? Is that so important in the story? It's so important in the story? I understand everything else. He took the knife, he took this, he took that. Okay, okay he woke up early in the morning, and he, and he, and he, and he took care of the donkey, uh, to make sure that the donkey was saddled. What, does it have to, what, what do I have to know that for? I have to know that. I'm not, I, I'm, it's the Torah. It's the Torah. It's not, it's, not, it's not saying extra words over here. Tell me what he did. Tell me. He went. He went to the mountain. He took his hawk and he, and he was shakting him. And then before, right before he was doing shekita and this and this. Tell me that. I understand. Tell me that. But what are you telling me this for? Tell me. What are you telling me? He woke up early in the morning and he went and he, took his, he did the saddle. It's like, okay, I woke up in the morning. Okay, he woke up in the morning. He, he started up the car. Okay, Azabaru. And then I went to shul. Just say he went to shul. No, he woke up in the morning and he started the car and then he went to shul. Abraham woke up early in the morning, he sat on his donkey and then he went, uh. Listen, I'm telling you. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Very good. Very good. Uh, Billy, you got a little bit on the point over there, but we're going to say right now. We're going to say right now. We're going to say right now. Abraham Avinu. You have to understand. 
this test is no, it's not, an, it's not a regular test. It's a test of, think about what's going on over here. Hashem told him that from his haq, he's going to have a future generations. And now, he's about to do shechita, cut off his entire lineage from ever being in existence. You understand? It's a contradiction to everything. But yet, what does he do? What does he do, tell me? He goes early in the morning. Let, let, let me explain to you something. Let me explain to you something. When you have a, a, a flight to catch, I'm not talking business flight. Let's say, for example, a guy's going, uh, well, I don't know, whatever it may be. You remember when you were younger, something like that, oh, I'm, giving, I'm going to Disney, I don't know what you're doing, wherever you're going, you know, I'm excited, I'm this, I'm that. You can't sleep. All of a sudden, the guy could wake up 4.30 in the morning, my flight, I got to crash my flight. You tell him to come to Shani, I don't know, my back, my this, my that. I don't know. But over here, comes to the flight. He's, uh, he's ready on board. Oh, he's ready for a road trip. He's like, I'm ready for a road trip. He's going before. He's like, I remember I met a guy. I was like, what'd you do? Oh, I, I woke I went to uh, this. I went to the Grand Castle. Like, what once we woke up? Oh, I woke up extra early, 4, 4.30. I wanted to see the crack of dawn, and I wanted to see the sunset. I wanted to see the sunrise. I wanted to see this. I wanted to see that. Was, were you able to sleep? No, I couldn't even sleep the whole night. I couldn't. I was so excited. You know what I'm talking about or no? You get excited. Same thing. I've, the Torah is teaching you, he woke up early in the morning, that means he's showing you how excited he was to do God's will. You are going to do, kill your son. Do you understand the logic and the mindset what's going on over here? You are going to kill your own son. And what does it say? He woke up early in the morning. That means he was excited. Not excited to kill his son, heaven forbid. He was excited to do Hashem's will. If this is what God wants from me, I'm ready to do it to the utmost. I don't care. I'll jump bridges. I'll jump out of planes. I don't care. This is what God wants. I don't, I'm in. I'm in. Just tell me how, you know what they say? All right? I'll tell you. Tell me how to jump. Tell me how high. What, is they, what does it say? Huh? I forgot that. I say how high. You say jump, I say how high. You say jump, I say how high. Bobby, you remember that or no? Well, how's it go, Bill? You know? How high, right? Like, yeah, tell me, tell me whatever you want you want to say. Trump, tell me how high I'll do it, no problem. No problem. I don't care. Whatever you want, God, I'm in, I'm in hundred percent. But it's not just being in. It's being into the fullest with things where you don't understand. And Hashem says, do this. I want you to do this. Hashem wants to see behind how is your emotions. It's not just coming to the class. It's the emotions behind how are you coming. Oh, I'm excited. Wednesday night shiur. Oh, I'm listening to Torah anytime. I'm excited. I can listen to Torah shiur. Oh, I'm excited to hear more words of it. Whoa! That is another point of Yirat Shamayim. It's another pointer of fear of God that you have within you and nobody could determine that except Hashem Himself to see how much motivation and eagerness and happiness and love do you have while you're doing the mitzvah. And only God could figure that out. It says, Ochatzim says, when you do a mitzvah b'simha, when you do it with happiness, you get a th- it's, a, it's worth a thousand times the regular guy doing the mitzvah. thousand times. Thousand times? Yeah, thousand times. Because you're putting emotion, you're so happy with it. 
Wow, I'm excited. Tomorrow morning, I'm going to throw my tefillin. <gasps> oh my goodness, I can't wait. My arm is going to have my tefillin. Oh my goodness, I can't wait. I can't wait. Whoa, this guy's crazy. No, yeah, I'm crazy. Crazy for what? Crazy for the love of God. Yeah, he wants me to do that. I'm excited. I can't wait to do it. Oh, it's crazy. Shabbat is coming. You know how you know big rabbis used to wait? They, they, used to, they used to get ready all Shabbat before, like three hours, four hours. By midday, they're ready, ready with their suit and tie ready. What are you doing? I can't wait. Shabbat is coming. I can't, I, I can't wait with the whole week. Shabbat is done. I can't wait. Great. What are you doing? People think that he's nuts, right? No, because he's so in love with God that he can't wait. A girl in the morning, she's putting on a skirt. Oh, it's it, whatever. I'm so excited. She's putting on a, a whatever it is on her head to cover her hair. Oh, I'm so excited. Look like a different God. But what happens? It's, it's, sometimes it becomes robotic. Oh, I put this. I put on that. I put on this. I put on that. I put on my tzitzit in the morning. I don't put on my tzitzit in the morning. I put on my in the morning. What do you mean? You're putting on your tzitzit. You know what you're doing? It's right now. <gasps> I can't wait. I can't wait. But what we just came used to, used to, used to. It's very good to be used to something. But the emotions can't get used to. The emotions got to be, <gasps> I can't wait. I'm psyched. I'm pumped. When I wake up in the morning, I'm going to open up my Gemara. <gasps> oh, I can't wait till the next morning. I open up my mouth. Plow that Gemara down. Yeah. Can't wait. Whoa, 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 whoa. God is looking at you. Yeah. How is it every meal? When, you, when you're going, when you're having your, uh, your nice, you know, hot, fresh uh, uh, baguette or something like that, you're, 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 you're excited, right? Right? No, no. You have your fresh steak. Oh, sick. Look at this steak. Oh, the juice. You see the juice coming down. Any couple of sizzles. You know? Oh, you have a steak knife, please? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you excited? What happened? Or when you, or, or when you first buy a, a new, let's say, a sharp new sweater or something like that, you get excited. Oh, I can't wait to wear this. I can't do this. I can't do that. I can't wait. Or when you're playing ball, let's say, sometimes you get it on your ball, you get on your sneakers. Ready? Let's go. I got this guy. That's it. You're going down. So, oh, you ready to go? You ready to play, right? What happened? You excited? So why can't you use that excitement for the love of God? Fashem. And that's the Torah. It's showing the Yirat Shamayim of Abraham was such on a high level that it was the craziest thing that you could think of in your life. Sacrifice your son. Kill your son. And what does it say? The Torah goes out of way. There's no extra words in the Torah. Whole extra word. What is it? It's not extra. Because it's teaching you how, if he could do it for his son, to kill his son because that's what God wants, so you could do it for everything else that God wants. Can you wake up in the morning to go to Minyan? Yeah, I want to go. Didn't we read the Gemara today? Every day a person should come to shul. He's considered a, a level of Yirat Shamaim. So do it. No, Abba, it's too hard. I don't know. I don't know. I guarantee you. I told you a million times. I told you this myself. I remember when I first went to BMT. I went to Yeshiva. I remember I went. I saw my friend Ari Dash. I told him, Ari, you know what? We're going to have a bet. Here's at the end of the, at the end of, uh, we had a bet two weeks. It was like two, three hundred dollars. At the end, whoever goes earlier first wins. And I wrote out the check. He wrote out a check. Boom, boom, boom. We did it. We all have to wake up. How? You see something in front of your face. If you believe that God's writing you out a check, by tomorrow, if you come to Minyan, you're going to have a check wrote to your name, so and so, so and so, and so. What? It's, it's not, it's, it's not, one million dollars. It's a joke, one million dollars. It's much more. It's a billion, trillion dollars. But let's say I write one million dollars. You want to be here every single morning collecting the check? And don't tell me, oh no, Rabbi, I get used to it. After a million dollars, a million dollars, a million dollars, I'm ready. No, nobody gets used to it. How come every, every billionaire is still working? He has billions of dollars. He doesn't get used to it. You don't get used to it. You keep on going and going and going and going and going. 
So make, make, psych out your mind. Psych your mind out and, and try to do that to your mind. Psych out your mind. Play game. Play a mind game. You know how to play a mind game? Oh, you know how to Fortnite? No, play a mind game, all right? All right? Play a mind game with your mind and say, wait, wait, I'm playing a mind game right now. Wait, I come to, I, whatever it is, whatever your motivation is. I know people get motivated with money, though. So whatever your motivation is money, let's say money. Think, imagine, imagine. I'm telling you, by the way, a million dollars is nothing. It's, it's trillions and billions of dollars. It's nothing. But imagine, you have a million dollar check waiting for you the next morning in Minyan. You're not going to come every day like a champ. You'll be here before the rabbi. Hey, oh, rabbi, what's the code? Come on. <laughs> yeah. You know what it says? It says when there's Minyan coming, God is waiting there to see who's coming. Where it says, if you're the first one in the Minyan, it's like you and God are sitting alone in, in the palace, kingdom palace. Yeah, he's waiting for the minyan. It's you and Hashem talk. You want to talk to Hashem? I remember when I saw that. The next morning, I was in Chul, the first, first one. I was young at the time. I went very, very young. I was like 19. I went, sat down. I was talking to Hashem. Nobody was in Beit Midrash. First time I went to Yeshiva. I was in the Beit Midrash talking. Ah, Hashem, I love you. I want this and I want that. Hashem, please hook me up. This, this, this. That's what it is. We have too many Hanim. 7 and 8, 15, Bobby. <laughs> Right? But you hear what I'm trying to say? Okay. If, if you're a lady out there, if you're a lady, sometimes ladies, ladies get it hard sometimes. They have peer pressure with the skirts, with the not the skirts, and this, this, that. Psych out your mind. Every time you wear a skirt, you're getting a million dollars from Hashem. Hashem's putting it. Imagine you had on the thing, oh, a pin on the skirt, you pull up a million dollars every time you wear it. Oh, you pull a million dollars. Well, beautiful. Tfilin. Tfilin. You know the famous story with the Tfilin? You know the story about the Tfilin? There was one time a guy, his, his son was off the derech. He says, son, pray, 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 pray. He says, no, whatever. He says, okay, fine. He went on a trip. He says, daddy, I need money. This, that. They called him up, daddy. He says, listen, don't worry. Pray to Hashem and you're going you, 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 you to have money. He says, right, daddy, I, I'm praying. Nothing's happening. He says, impossible, you're praying. He says, why not? He says, because I put in a few hundred dollars in your, in your, in your kuracha, by your tefillin things. So it must be not praying. If he would have known, he would have been praying, right? Yeah, it's true. I don't know if it's true, but I heard it. It's a joke, not a joke, but at the end of the day, the point is there. The point is there. You've got to psych yourself up. Psych your brain. Forget it. Put it in your brain. Learn today. Now I psych myself up if I'm not in the mood to learn Torah. What do you think I do? I'm thinking, imagining my, my palace in Shamayim. Imagine one word of Torah, boom. Another word, boom. Another word, boom. Missile. Wow, look at this. They're going, they're going, they're going, they're going, they're going. You got it. You got to psych yourself up. There's so much distraction out there in the world that you got to focus. People are so busy not focusing on what's the point of life. Nothing exists except Hashem. You understand what I just said? The reason why you exist, the reason why you're here right now and you're breathing is because that's what God wants. Nothing exists, nothing matters except Hashem. That's it. That all, this whole world is all God. It's all Hashem. That's it. That's the whole world. Simple as anything. And now you in your life, you got to have that psych up and figure it out. How are you going to psych yourself up to serve Hashem day in and day out, 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 day in and day out. And God wants the emotions behind what you're doing. And that's why it says right here, if it says, why do you say he saddled his donkey? Because usually, who saddles the donkey? The, 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 the servants. Abraham is doing it. You know why? Because he was so excited. He was so excited. I'll do it myself. I got to do the mitzvah already. You know, some people, they, oh, they wait for this, wait for that, wait for that. By the time everything is over, forget about it. 
You have to be a you have to be a pumping or a automatic type of person where I'm excited. I can't wait. Be excited. You can't wait till the next mitzvah comes your way. I can't wait to eat. Not because you want to eat. I can't wait to eat. Can say, can, 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 I can say another beraka. Whoa. Whoa. We're talking levels, Rabotai. We're talking levels. But guess what? We have to believe in ourselves. That's the problem. People think that, oh, I'm nobody. I'm a zero. I'm just a, I'm just a pushit yid. No yid is pushit. No Jew is pushit. Pushit means I'm simple. I'm a simple Jew. I remember one time my Rebbe came into Shi once. He made a whole shiur, 45 minutes, because he saw a bumper sticker saying, a bumper sticker said, I'm just a pashri yid. I'm just a simple Jew. Simple Jews? No Jews simple anyone? 45 minutes about that. You're not simple. You're not simple. The Yetzir Ara tries to block it in your mind that you can't grow, you can't mask. No, I never went to yeshiva, so I can't be a tzaddik. It's not true. It's not true. It's not true. You can be a tzaddik. There's so much Torah out there that you can continue being tzaddik. Rabotai, you know what generation we're living in? People say, oh, the rabbi, the generation that we're living in. What generation? We're living in the best generation. You know what it is? You know what Sfarim you could pick up? Which generation had much access to the Torah that we have now a generation? English, Hebrew, you don't understand? Whatever language you want. Whatever language you want. Torah anytime, you're in the mood. Boom, boom, boom. Review the Shurim, by the way. Review the Shurim. If it's, you know, somebody told me, Rabbi, I didn't put it up in a while. So review the Shurim. Get it in your brain. Get in your brain. Bobby was telling me, Rabbi, through the Shurim, I, it gets me more involved. We're going to add in a little bit to believe, to get moments more than this. That. Yeah, it's good. That's what you have to do. Get it engraved in your brain. This Farim out there, you know how you build your Shemaim as well? All we're saying, review the Shi'ur, but all we're saying as well is you have uh, Sparim in English. You have the Mesilah Yesharim. You ever hear of the Mesilah Yesharim? Read every day. Lechat Chilat should be a half hour, not 10 minutes. But Abotai, Abotai, what we're saying here tonight is, we're saying here tonight is, have that Yirat Shamayim. Have that fear of God. Have that emotion that you're excited to do mitzvah. Remember the lessons of Abraham Avinu that taught us tonight. And Bezal Hashem, we zocheh, through everything we learned, through the excitement of the mitzvot, we should all be, all be successful in having and obtaining that Yerat Shammai. Amen. Amen.